I wonder like, if it's actually like a tactic. You know what I'm saying? Like you go, you go in to win. You don't shower I, I, for three. Sometimes days in I believe it is because it's like that. Like, uh, like I used to when I used to do jujitsu and stuff and do my MMA stuff. I would uh, notoriously run into guys that would do that on purpose. They would not wash their uh, their rash guard, and um, it was infuriating. Like I would get <laughs> so so angry because I knew they were doing it on purpose. You know. And, uh, you know, I, you know, of course I'm, you know, in that situation, I say something directly at that point, like you need to stop this. This is not cool. It's yeah. not fun for me. Yeah. How is it enough. fun for you? You're wearing it. Like if you yeah. take off your, some gear and it walks off by itself or doesn't <laughs> fold up, then you need to wash it. You need to wash it. gentlemen what's up how are you doing it's me manny c i'm sitting here with tie fighter and the one and only buddha will we are part of the hardcore casuals a collection of oddballs and content creators who's dedicated to bringing you the very best of games gaming and all things entertainment ladies and gentlemen welcome to the hardcore casuals lounge oh baby there we go now if, if at first you don't succeed Try, try again. That's what I always say. Um, Ty Buddha, how are you guys doing? Doing good, dude. Happy oh. Friday. <laughs> yeah, happy Friday. Oh, yeah. uh, we're we're recording this uh, as as you guys may know. We mentioned it from time to time on Friday night. Uh, so uh, you should be hearing this on Monday. So if you're hearing, I'm hoping that the weekend went went swimmingly. You know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, let's, I guess let's just dive right on in. Let's dive right on in. Uh, Buddha, do you want to start off or do you, uh, sure. yeah, yeah. It Go was, ahead. it was pretty short and sweet this week. I didn't really get to, to play as much, um, as I normally would. Uh, but I did, uh, because of my circumstances with work, having to go early and whatnot, I was able to bring the old switch along and I thought, uh, you know, I might as well try something different. So when I went to Pack South, there was a game that uh, had this really bumping, cool music and had stuff going on. Like it just, uh, it just looked like a great time. So they had a uh, demo for it on the Switch, and it was uh, just Shapes and Beats. And um, I decided to give that a try, and uh, it's just a fun kind of like a bullet hell type of game where you're constantly having to dodge said beats. I mean, said shapes uh, along with the beat. And uh, it's just a, I don't know if you like games that are kind of music, uh, I guess, you know, enforced or whatnot, not quite a rhythm game, but uh, where it's just got a good soundtrack and you're playing along with that soundtrack. Um, it's a fun game. Really, really 
really good. I am really enjoying it. Um, other than playing Magic, which I did get to gold tier. Um, I had to catch up with Manny. He kept telling me about his gold tier rank status, and I was like, no. Nope, yeah. So I had to uh, break out the old evil merfolk. Um, kind of hurts my soul a little bit, but uh, at the same time, I'm I'm in gold rank, so I can't <laughs> I can't <laughs> complain too much. Uh, but uh, my highlight was uh, I got to go see Shazam. Uh, oh baby, yeah. Um, and it is, uh, and, and you know, it's it's what uh, it's what you see in the trailer. I mean, it's a it's a fun um, movie that doesn't quite take itself too seriously. If you're a fan of the movie Big from from the '80s, um, you're gonna feel right at home with Shazam. Um, they have many elements that are relatable and there's a few references also throughout the movie that you'll see, but, um, but it was, it was a good movie. I don't know how it's going to fit. Like if they try to use Shazam in a more justice league setting, like if they try to go like the, the animation route with it, um, I, I think that might be a little difficult, but, um, but as but far as supposed, like, did you see any of the justice league characters? Um, I don't really want to say, because Sweet. that would that would kind of spoil some some things, but um, there there is some there is some reference there. You'll you'll if you go to see the movie, you'll see it. But if you want just a fun movie, like something that's just fun to watch, uh, funny, uh, there's really there's really great parts in it um, that that will crack you up. I mean, it's it's just uh, uh, it's got good energy to it. It's um, I don't know. It's got a positive message and all that good stuff. It's it's quite uh, different than the other DC movies. DC has done a very good job paving the pathway for their characters in a more darker, more uh, sinister setting. Uh, this is taking a more lighthearted approach to it. That's why I feel like it would be hard for them to utilize Shazam in a in a way that uh, in 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 a way that brings the other characters in. Um, so I, I don't know if almost, that's something. It's that, almost like a different world, right? Because, you know, Zack right, Snyder yeah. has such a unique take on what DC comics look like. And then you bring in a new director. I mean, we felt it with Aquaman. It felt like a different world. And the only thing right. really connecting it was actors, but like from an aesthetic perspective, it was obviously very different. Uh, so I can imagine this, this felt like a complete departure. Yeah, it, it kind of did, but the but they still like they still acknowledge the fact that there's this is the, it's in the same realm with all these other heroes. Like they still they still acknowledge that fact, so they still keep it in that same universe. It's just this little section over here where these guys are at. It's just uh, you know the lighter side of things. I, I I guess I don't really know how to explain it other than you know. Uh, I know the trailers, like if you watch the trailer, like the, you know, fun and exciting and, you know, it is that, it, you know, it, it's a fun movie, um, you know, so I, I, I recommend it. I recommend if anybody hasn't seen it yet, I recommend going and checking it out. Uh, if you want a good laugh and you just, you know, but you, you like superheroes and, but you want something different than the normal um, Hulk smash and, you know, Superman's laser eyes burning holes through chests and all that jazz. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a nice change of pace. I guess without hurting things too much. I was, that's what I was worried about when I went to go see it is that it was going to be a little bit too on the, it, I mean, it is kind of corny, but it doesn't go 
too darn corny. Like, you know, it's not like Naked Gun one and a half or something along those lines. <laughs> you know how I mean? is like, uh how's the bad guy? The bad guy is pretty interesting, actually. He? he he actually has a a pretty good story for himself as to why he is the bad guy that I enjoyed actually. So Okay. So they, they definitely flesh him out. He's not super one dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has a purpose and, and um, yeah, without revealing too much. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a worthy opponent. I'll just say that. That's fantastic. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. But that was it. That's all I really. uh, So here's a, here's a question that my coworker kind of posed this one. And I I definitely want your opinion on it because it's a hot take. He liked Shazam more than he liked Captain Marvel. Okay. So how do you see those two? Um, totally different films, totally different films. You know, Shazam is something that's new. Um, not everybody's going to be hip and know what Shazam's about. So it's more of a fresh deal. Like if you watch the trailer, you understand that it's going to be fun. It's going to be funny. Uh, and that it's got superheroes in it. When you watch Captain Marvel, um, you realize really quick when you watch the trailer that she's kind of a badass and she's super powerful. So when you're watching those movies, um, sometimes I feel like sometimes the trailers kind of do too much to reveal. Like they kind of, I felt like they spoiled captain Marvel before you actually got to see it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, from watching the trailer, she's a badass. So there's really not any, like when you're watching a film and you're, you know, there's like an escalate of things, you know, where uh, the hero is, is, is working themselves to that point to be, you know, a badass, but you, you know what I mean? Like in, in your, in your watching, it's like, you see things in the movie and you're like, eh, she's going to make it out of this just fine because, you know, in the trailer they showed her, you know, blowing up planets and whatnot, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, I don't know. It, it, yeah. it takes, it takes the, I don't know the surprise out of it. Like there's no, I don't know. Like I, like when I went to watch Captain Marvel, that's what I expected it to be because after watching the trailer, I'm like, I wasn't, there was nothing about it that really surprised me any other than goose maybe. Oh, and I was just going to say, and also, you know, damn well, there's another movie coming in like just a few months. So, and it's layup to the next. So any suspense built with that character, like, you know, there is none, you know what I'm saying? Like, Right. Well, I mean, you you know, it's an origin story. They're both, they're both origin stories. Right. But the thing is, is that when you're watching the trailers, like, you know, uh, Shazam leaves a little bit more of a mystery because you're trying to, you're, you're, you're watching it. There's nothing in the trailer that reveals how he, how he's going to figure it out. You know, where you watch Captain Marvel you see that she's she figures it out you know she's she figured out how to be the hero and she's doing big things you know uh for that layup you know and i and i and i don't know if that's the reason why they did that is because well everybody's gonna know that you know she's gonna be a big deal in the in the new avengers movie endgame um so maybe they just felt like it, it wasn't anything that they had to like surprise anybody with or you know i mean they're both great movies i liked them both um but I liked them for different reasons. Like, you know, I liked the Captain Marvel side of it for the action and the, you know, it was just a lot of razzle dazzle going on. You know, anytime you bring in superheroes, space, you know what I mean? The whole, like, you know, aliens and, and you know, all that, that whole kit and caboodle is, is very enticing to me. Uh, Shazam, it was just really funny. Like, 
like like you went to a comedy almost, but it had superheroes involved. Yeah, it, like it looked very much like Big, the trailer, and they were trying to set it up to be like that. And like you said, there, there hasn't really been that many superhero movies that took that family-friendly, you know, great-for-kids kind of route, you know? As I think right. it, I think it has a, a very unique positioning, and, you know, it's, it's nice and lighthearted. I like that it's not tied... I like the fact that, that the DC movies seem to be being more separate now. You know what I'm saying? Personally, yeah. I think that's a good thing. I like, I, and that's why I like the Marvel uh, uh, shows on um, Netflix so much because each of the shows, yeah, it's the same universe and you have some of the same characters and, and you had some like running gag characters like running into every single uh, show. Uh but they all had their own very unique feel, right? The cinematography was different. Like, the tones were different. With the Marvel movies, it is, it's all the same, you know? It's they're, they're, they all feel the same. The, the tone, the cinematography, the lighting, like, it is the same movie. <laughs> and after a while, in the beginning, that's cool, right? But after a while, it, it you know, it's 20 movies of just of really the same story, same movie, to me, this is a totally kind of? personal because there's there's lots of people that that love the fact that, that that they've done it like this, you know. But to me, it's just like it's just a little bit like I've I've seen this before, you know. what I'm saying like I've, I've, I feel yeah. like it's the same. And yeah, I mean, I I guess I mean I I mean I guess I can kind of see that. I maybe I'm just more a little bit more dialed in into each different character and the way they fit in to make the big to make the the jigsaw puzzle. I guess, but like the, the, the problem that's going to be with Shazam is that they're going to have a hard time with Shazam too. And it's going to be uh even harder time to try to get that, that dynamic to even mesh with a justice league type of movie. So. Well, we, uh, we will see. I wonder if they, if they didn't, if they, it was like a, almost like a throwaway character. Cause Shazam, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Like I, I've, I don't think he's one of like the big characters, you know what I'm saying? And it, Dude, maybe Shazam they didn't think he was going to do well. Is a plot to involve younger children and have parents have faith that their kids can watch DC movies again. Because you think yeah, about well you think about be. a younger kid, and you know how's a younger kid going to react to the beasts from Batman versus Superman? How is it going to react to uh, you know the creepy flying bug things from the Justice League? Uh, potentially negatively. And how how are they going to react to a funny guy in a yellow suit that's just getting new powers, right? Well, without revealing too much, there's going to be some problems for kids. In the- oh, sick! Okay, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> the villain does some things, but but, that, but I, I you know I, I but the the thing about the the problem I'll, that I'll have with Shazam is that you're not going to be able to build off this properly without it being tired, like. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I don't know how else to put it. Like, you know, it's just like you, you seen the trick, you know? Right. So trying to do it again, you're going to have a really hard time trying to freshen it up. You know what I mean? Freshen it up to, to still make it funny now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's a lot of humor is in the development. 
You're right. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's yeah, and you know they're going to. It's 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 done pretty good. So there's gonna be, you know, there's gonna end up being another Shazam at some point. Where dude, any movie that's successful ever gets a sequel. That's the Yeah, I mean they're just gonna do it. I mean that's the way it is. I mean, I would I'll I'll put it this way. I would much rather see a Captain Marvel sequel as opposed to a Shazam sequel. sequel. We only have to wait a month to get it, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Right. No, 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 no. That that hasn't even tapped in. That isn't like you guys don't even realize. She's got a whole other story of where she went and what she did for her people, the Cree. So that's a whole nother movie. Her people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Captain Marvel for me was okay. She was never in any real peril. Uh, and as soon as she was, she she whipped out Super Saiyan mode and just pooped on everybody. So like. Just, yeah. just like you guys said, there was there was no moment where I'm like, oh, is she going to be okay? Like, of course she's going to be okay. We, we've already seen her in the trailer for the next movie, and she's freaking right. railing on these bros right now. Like, she's going to be fine. Yep. So that, there was no personal investment there for me. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, Shazam, though. That's good. Because I saw that trailer for the first time. I'm like, why are they, like, totally spoofing this universe? It seems like a parody of itself, but it sounds like that's not the case. So that's really good. Yeah, but, you know, both good movies, go both good times. I mean, you know. I didn't make it to see Hill, Hillboy, and I heard they're just really. That's just like a floating. I, think I saw it had that thirteen on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Hellboy's out 13. already. When when did Hellboy get out? Uh, yesterday, day for yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Bro, I want to see that one. I well. love the old Hellboy. Well, that's... I hear it is not that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, of the, who was the Perlman director of, 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 of the of the 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 first one? Guillermo? That was Benicio del Toro, or yeah, Guillermo yeah. del Toro. Sorry, not Benicio. Awesome, yeah. I love yeah, dude, his he's, movies. He's got all the monsters and stuff. So oh, yeah. good. Uh, all right, all right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll I still want to see Hellboy, but I'll probably be bitterly disappointed. <laughs> uh, Ty, go ahead. What what uh, what what did you do this uh, this? Honestly, this week dude, it was all game. division for me. Um, it was more than I expected. Uh, basically, what happened was, uh, like I mentioned to you guys last week, I've been playing on PC, uh, or I, I had picked up the game on PC because I had been gifted it because of a certain computer component that I bought. And so, like, cool, as a reward for you buying this, you get a free game. It's The Division. Cool. So I played The Division on PC. And for the first couple weeks after release, you guys know I was grinding through the levels and I was enjoying it and I was going slow. And then I went through the end game and all the way up to World Tier 5. And now I'm kind of in the max level there uh, i still need to like grind my gear score there but i'm i'm in world tier five i am i'm there and so all that's left to do is play the game and then last weekend mixer held like this promotion of the division where uh basically every time i clicked the go live button my stream was automatically projected onto a bunch of people's xboxes home screens saying look at mixer playing the division two and so I was basically required to play the division two and I was required to play it on Xbox. And so I'm like, well, I have it on PC and they're like, cool, we got you. And so they sent me a code for Xbox. So now I've got it on both platforms. But the problem is, as, as you know, the division does not have cross save. It's two completely different agents. And so over the course of the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we grinded out base. We basically grinded out like 40 hours worth of division in what I calculated to be about 13 hours of power grinding. So uh, anyway, now my Xbox character is almost exactly where my PC character is in well, a little less than a third of the time. <laughs> That's <laughs> kind of cool. 
know. I mean, it was it was definitely a very different experience, right? So, I mean, I'm I I very thankfully had a group of uh, of of great community members who were like, "Cool, we got you." And they were running through all the lowest level stuff with me, just steamrolling everything in my path for me. <laughs> right. Uh, and and this is all on their goodwill because they don't get gear that matches their character if they're playing in my world tier, which is world tier basically zero as you're going through all the levels. And so they're just doing it out of the goodness of their hearts while I, you know, am racking up levels and racking up gear. And uh, because of them, I was able to gain experience significantly quicker. Um, some of the math on their scaling makes it so that if you play with people who are significantly higher in level than you, you get a ton of experience. So it levels you up quicker, which is cool. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, so we we basically just put the pedal to the metal and just ran. Uh, we didn't do, I, I, you know, I didn't feel the need to do any of the, the wandering around or any of the exploring or any of the crafting or any of that the second time because you know, I already did that. So now it's just, you know, get my character to max, get them ready for the raid that's coming in two weeks. Uh, and so I still have a ways to go for, to get, you know, either of those characters to a point where they have a, you know, build ish thing. But, uh, anyway, they're both in world tier five. They're both a little bit in there with, with gear score and they're both, uh, you know, ready to start grinding it out. So that was, that was pretty much my week. We did, we did some destiny raids, uh, yesterday. That was a little, that was different. So that was good. And, you know, I can, I can thankfully say I have now officially acquired the raid weapon from the last wish raid that released in September. I've run that raid 15 times now and I finally got the gun. So I'm very happy about that because it's really cool. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm a happy <clears throat> boy. Um, so I, I, uh, I, I went back into, uh, we happy, you know, uh going in on that uh and also um i am very close very very close to beating finally dishonored you know the first the first one uh i've i've gotten actually very very good at a hundred percenting um all of all of the uh the things you know once i figured out what i needed to do i am ready to go super powered and and i'm just really i'm just waiting for uh, the one there was a, a community member, uh, Brit Queen Brit, who uh, who gifted me the game. Right, so I'm playing this game because uh, because of her. Right, so now I'm just trying to coordinate with her. Right, so she's gonna roll in. She yeah. wants to see the last the 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 completion. So I'm gonna make sure that that happens uh, live. You know, <laughs> at least for her. So. Uh, I, I'm I'm really enjoying the game. I I want to continue on and play the rest of them because I got the um. Wait, which one is this? It's 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 the it's the first one, right? Uh, so Dishonored one, but I have the I think it's the definitive edition. Is is the okay. the name of it? So it has all of them, you know that, and then the DLC, and then uh two, I believe it was, and I think there was like oh, another DLC together. which might be a separate. Or... Yeah, there's a well. If it if it includes what I think it includes, uh, you take on a third character who's a a woman who's a character in the second one, uh, and then she's like getting revenge against the the stranger or whatever his name is. Word, I think it's, I think yeah. That's what it's called like revenge of the stranger or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I, right. I so I have I have all I have all of that. All all of that. I never played things. that one. You're gonna have to tell me how it is. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I definitely will. I'm oh, right now. I'm I'm enjoying it. I definitely the first game super cool. Uh, and and uh, I I mean it was on on sale. Uh, I I mean I don't know if it's on this this new batch of of sales, but um, I like it. It's real good. Um, what else? What else? We happy? I I I need to get get in and and uh, finish this story. You know, I got whenever anything bad happens, you know, like I lose a couple hours. It takes me like I'll I'll put it down for several months, <laughs> but I'm I'm back. I've I've healed from the hurt of that four hour lost uh, 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 game crash. Right. <laughs> and and uh, I'm, I'm plugging away so again on that so one. Sad. I know, man. <laughs> so, so man, you have the complete collection for Dishonored. As far as I know, yeah. So it's the definitive edition, and I believe that that is everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So because so, that's uh, on the sale for fifty percent off right now, so you can get that whole collection for forty bucks. Or uh, there's one called the Death of the Outsider Deluxe Bundle. That the Death of the bucks. Outsider. I think yeah. it's, it's it's the definitive and it has one two and then what uh, what Ty yeah. said it was yeah the, I think uh, I think I think Buddha's right Death of the Outsider sounds right Death of the Outsider word sure <laughs> I never played um, it so I don't know the outcome of it but we'll, uh, we'll assume that you get to the Outsider because yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. a troublemaker I'll let you know I'll let you know <laughs> please please um so yeah that's that's it oh yeah minecraft i got back in bro let me tell you so we got the we got the minecraft freaking uh uh um server right the hardcore casual server and and every time i go in i like i have these ideas right and uh so i'll have an idea to do x right so i get i get on and then i see that same idea is already being worked on i'm like man so Uh then i go and and I, I let another week go, whatever. And I come, you know, and I come back in, and it's the same cycle. I, all of my ideas are are being worked on already, right? So, so, fi- the, so I haven't been on in the Minecraft like hard, right, for a while. Uh, and then, I, and then they're they're already talking about resetting the world. They're like, oh yeah, well, and this new, there's another update that's coming, and we 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 want to talk about resetting everything. And I'm like, oh man, I I have to get back in. I got to get back in. I need to get to work. So I think you're going to be seeing a lot more Minecraft. As I I just need to finish this freaking project. I have this multiple farm thing that uh, I want it to be like a trading center for villagers. So I'm going to be grinding away on on that in the next uh, couple of weeks uh, on stream, and or off stream uh but yeah um let's let me take uh, some time let me take some time to talk about uh our wonderful community hey uh, you know we, we have a wonderful community on discord right uh you can go in and you check it out www.thehardcorecasuals.com slash discord if you'd like uh but but uh, while you're over there you know on thehardcorecasuals.com uh go ahead check out uh the rest of our our offerings you know uh again i i apologize it has some like real life uh things that are keeping me from uh from the writing uh, but I'm going to be back on it next week, guaranteed. I'm going to write at least two, at least two. Uh, I got it. Fingers. I'm ready. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So so we got the blog, right? Uh, we have, of course, the podcast, and we have uh, more things to come, uh, Lord willing, sooner rather than later, but this is the central hub of all things hardcore casuals. Make sure you check it out. Um, if you're listening to this and you, and you are on iTunes, definitely consider giving it uh, a five-star review. It definitely helps us out a lot. And uh, leave a little comment. That would be wonderful. We'd, we'd uh, love to read it on, on stream. And uh, and if you like what we're doing, consider giving us a little uh, a little uh, support, right, on the Patreon, thehardcorecasuals.com slash Patreon, and uh, and yeah, yeah, it all it all helps. So uh, so yeah, there it goes my my mid my mid my mid podcast plug. Look at that, that was fresh, dude. You like mm. that, right? Just changing it up. Really it's actually it's not really changing it up. It wasn't planned. It's because I forgot to do it in its proper spot. <laughs> but, no, dude, I like it right there. That felt yeah. that felt organic. It felt. Oh yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, and let's go ahead with uh with uh some some nice transition music. Uh, for the news. It's like it's like it's like not news today, but like kind of news. <laughs> So what, what like, do we have? What, what, what's on the, like, Okay, on the so board? guys, welcome to the quote-unquote news for today. It is April 12th. It's Friday. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate all of you. So today we're going to kind of take a step backwards into a story that we probably could have spoken about last week, but we just, man, we did so much talking last week, and so we didn't get around to like really diving into it. And so we kind of touched on it. Uh, we touched on kind of the main points, but since then, more has kind of come to the table information-wise, and so we, can, we decided we kind of wanted to integrate it into a larger discussion uh and that was uh, the articles published by kotaku regarding bioware's treatment of anthem and how it was developed and the conditions under which it was developed and then thus the product that was created because of those conditions so anyway uh first of all we kind of wanted to dive into what we learned about anthem and then we'll go on to kind of a second touch that we got a little bit later but for those who did not hear, there was a very long, very detailed, I think it was something like a 15,000 word article, uh, which is which is kind of like a quarter of a book uh, that was probably, it was a lot. It was like half hour, 45 minutes of writing uh, or of reading, sorry. But it was describing basically how did we get here? So they kept telling us when they were marketing Anthem, you know, Anthem's been in development since 2012 and we've been throwing everything we have at it for years and years and years. But uh, one of the first kind of major takeaway quotes that I got from the story was uh, they talk a lot about their six-year development time, but really the core gameplay loop, the story, and all the missions in the game were made in the last 12 to 16 months. And because of that lack of vision and total lack of leadership across the board, uh, said the developer. So you know, when Anthem came out, we had this very clear expectation of what it was going to be. Uh, we've played looter shooters in the past. We played Borderlands. We played Diablo. We played uh, Destiny. We played the First Division. You know, people kind of know what to expect when it comes to uh, a looter shooter and how the loop works and how the loot works and how it feels to go in and out of missions and start and stop and wander and do your own thing. And anyway we had an idea of what we wanted, how we wanted Anthem to kind of fit into all that. Obviously it was bringing new things to the table with, you know, flight and these special abilities and, you know, this big world that they made. Uh, but when we finally got the finished product, it was far, far different than that and far less 
And so people were kind of asking, you know, how did we get here? How did they miss the mark so much? Because these kind of games have been around for a long time. They say they've been working on it for a long time. How did we get something that looks like it's been made over the course of the last 12 to 16 months? And the answer is, well, that's because it mostly was made over the course of the last 16 months. A uh, couple other quotes here. I'm going to I'm gonna kind of spitfire them off real quick, and then I'm going to shoot over to you guys just to hear what you have to say about it, because I don't want to do all the talking on this one, because there's so much <laughs> to talk about. Uh, but anyway, there's three more major quotes here. Three, uh, the, the three of them kind of addressed a couple of different topics, so do with them what you will. Uh, Number one is there was no escaping EA's fiscal targets and Anthem had already been in development for nearly seven years. They had committed to launching within EA's fiscal year, which ended in March of 2019, which is why they launched in February of 2019. The game would ship in February, even if they wanted a few more months, that just wasn't an option. In the end, said one developer, we just ran out of time. Secondly, Frostbite. Even today, Bioware developers say Frostbite, which is the engine that is used to create the games. Frostbite can make their jobs exponentially more difficult. Building new iterations on levels and mechanics can be challenging due to sluggish tools, while bugs that should take a few minutes to squash might require days of back and forth. And then finally, reading the reviews is like reading a laundry list of concerns that developers brought up with senior leadership, said one person who worked on the game. In some cases, perhaps they just didn't have time to address the issues. But these former Bioware developers said they brought up the bigger picture concerns years before the games shipped. So anyway, guys, tell me what you think. Tell me what sticks out. Give me your thoughts. Let's 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 do Buddha first. Uh, you know... What sticks out to me is um, really, I I think my trust in game developers, no matter how good they have been in the past, is just not good enough now. Um, obviously, you know, they had a lot of time to work on this thing. And I, and I understand that there was issues with the Frostbite engine and, and, and how to utilize it and whatnot. But at the same time, I feel like... Um, you know, they had to know that they were going to use the Frostbite engine. All the EA games are all on Frostbite. Um, I feel like um, they should have known that going in. Um, and if they said that they can do it within seven years, uh, you know, they should have figured something out. I mean, I mean, I get it. Like, it's a game of service and you can't put everything out there all at once because you you do want to keep finding reasons for players to to be able to come back and and keep playing the game um and whatnot but um but yeah i you know i i i just feel like uh you know me and manny kind of talked about this um earlier today you know right i just kind of feel like both bioware and ea um just kind of dropped the ball on it um I, I think. Oh no! Go go ahead, but finish finish finish. No 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 no. I, well, I mean, I just feel like you know that's. I mean, there's not really much else to say. I mean, I think it's a it's a good game. It's just not. It's not the the great game game of the year that that they had hoped for. I mean, if they got most of the most of the work done in that twelve to six months time frame i mean that alone is pretty amazing you think <laughs> no i will say yeah. yeah you're right but they also had like six years of of pieces to a puzzle that were kind of you know being developed but it got really ramped up and put together and in, in the last 12 to 16 but 
I'm, I, I mean, I, I, and I, I, Buddha and I had a conversation pretty lengthy before this, right? Uh, and one of the things I said, I think a lot of it is kind of like like uh, that old adage, right? You don't you don't really want to know how the sausage is made, you know, <laughs> right? So so uh, and whenever whenever there's any game, whether it's good or bad, right? There's a certain nastiness to the process, right? Things get cut, feelings get hurt, you know, some things just don't make it. Uh, ideas never come to fruition, right? So there's part of that that is that is always gonna gonna be there, right? But when when there's a game that goes bad, you're gonna have that, but you're also gonna have a, a just. Uh, like some some of the dirt is just kind of in like life, you know. I don't even want to say it, industry, right? It's just it's just like some of the unpleasantries of the business, right? Of people working together, <laughs> right? Uh, however, there seems to be more than just that, right? There definitely seems to be some type of mismanagement, uh, and I think it's. A mismanagement and also B, and I've said I've said something along this line before several times that it's it seems like it's it's more of an old world style of setup, right? Where you have these uh, EA who uh, who sits on high and makes decisions, but they're separated, right? They're they're separated from Bioshock, and then you also have Bioshock. Who's also oh, making decisions, and they're all seem to be from this article separated from from uh, the people that were on the ground uh, trying to work it out and, and put it, put the games together. So there seems to be multiple levels of miscommunication, and it, I mean, really re- reading that that first article, it's it's astonishing uh, if. And I'm sure it's over exaggerated, you know, because that's just how human nature, right? Where you really just amplify the the negative, and if you've been scorned or whatnot. But I'm I think I I think it's true. I think there was miscommunication. I think there was no real true leadership, no real true division, uh, not division, uh, vision for for the game. Right. And and I and I and unfortunately. I think uh, I think what you know we got uh, we got what we got because of it. I think there's lots of things that are really really good, and and, and when they they had an idea of what they wanted it to be much much later on than they should have, and it, it needed to bake for another year or two, but it's already been in the oven for six plus years, and it's like good God, you know. You know, you got this one side with the guys with the idea, and then you got the other side with the guys with the money. And you're trying to get those guys to meet up in a room somewhere to discuss how the people with the idea's dream comes true and the people with the money make the money, more money, <laughs> you know. So you got those two colliding. And, you know, uh, you know, I told Manny before, like, I feel like, you know, Bioware, you know, they, they, they have this great idea. They go to pitch it. You know, EA says, okay, well... What, what, what do you got here? And they show him and EA says, well, that's cool and all, but this is what we really need. You know, this is what we're looking for, you know, and then Bioware well, that, says. That wasn't, that wasn't the case here. This wasn't EA saying we want one thing and Bioware needs to give us another. This is. 
Right. Like from the article, it sounds like EA was pretty backed off from this whole thing. And the only real role that they've played was, all right, guys, you've been at this for six years. It's time. Right. Well, I mean, that's what I'm getting at. You know, EA goes, hey, you know, all right, here's the money. How long is it going to take you? Bioware says, oh, hey, you know, we should be, should be able to knock this out within, you know, X amount of years. Okay, cool. You know, and then they work on it and they work on it. And then, you know, ideas get thrown here and, and you know, EA's probably going like, hey, how's things going? Oh, this this is this is what you got. Oh, okay, all right. Well, we'll check back with you here in a little bit, and you know, and then before you know it, it's gotten to the point to where it's like, yo, at this point, we really kind of need this game now. We kind of need things right. to happen, and you know, and then all of a sudden things get crunched up, and you know, I the way the way I look at it is is it's like you know nowadays it's so hard for a game to hit on all cylinders to be what everybody wants it to be. Right. I mean, we saw what apex did and obviously that has turned a bunch of profit and it's, it's done very well. Uh, but how many times do we get to see a game come around and do that? Most games come around just like Anthem did. They, it pops out. It's not quite what everybody wants, but they're going to keep working on it. And eventually they're going to get it right in about a year or so after the game's already been out. And then yeah. people will buy like the deluxe edition and and everything, and it'll be the game that everybody wanted. But I, that's what but, I'm, I'm saying. I, I say that that is that's the, not right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's well, there's that parts of be... it that aren't right. But at the same time, you've got to in, in order to find out what's all wrong with the game, you got to put it out there and let people mess it up. Well, find all these. In things. some cases, yes. But like the way they describe it in the article, like every dev in that building knew that that game was shitty when they when it popped. They right. like I'm sure it, I'm sure they were at the top of that roller coaster holding their breath ready to fall. And it was just right. like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. Like like and and I don't I don't understand. The thing is that there's lots of people. If if we are to believe what the article. Uh, how the article is, is portrayed, right? And I, I believe there's lots and lots of truth in it. You know, uh, there, there was no real communication, no real leadership. You know, they that what you need is somebody to say this is what's going on, this is what the vision is, right? And and you didn't necessarily have have that, and you had people making lots of changes. Uh, which all which sets sets everything off. I mean, uh, at, right. I can't. Well, I, think I mean, about flight. Think about flight in the game. Right. The, the the article mentions multiple times that the the concept of flight, which I mentioned in the review and we've talked about in the past, flight is the quintessential thing that makes Anthem Anthem, and it it is what is bringing people back is flight and the 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 power that it makes you feel. Anyway, flight was taken out of the game. It was in the game. It was out of the game. It was in the game. It was out of the game. And finally. Uh, they brought a version of Anthem to Peter Soder Soderberg Sodermeyer, Soder right? Yeah. Anyway, and it did not have flight in it, and he said, "This is awful. Try again." And they took you know a few months and came back and had put flight back into the game and showed it to him again. And he said, "This is it. This is what we need. We needed to have flight." And that was 
you know, less than two years before the game released. They had just put flight. That was that was right. months be, or weeks before E3 2017. Like that was not that long ago. And so, I mean, when I was reading through this article and it was talking about how meetings went at BioWare, the, to, to summarize and, and paraphrase, basically, you'd get 20 people in a meeting for two hours and talk about many abstract concepts like flight, like abilities, like this, that, or the other thing. And, uh, you know, ideas and brainstorming and, 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 you know, juices would be flowing. But then at the end of the day, there was no one there to say, cool, do it. Right. Or don't do it. And because of that, you'd come away from a meeting and wait until next week to have your next meeting, having not accomplished anything. And it was like that week after week after month. And, you know, working in a corporate environment myself, I can say that that is something that needs to be considered. That happens. And it has been recognized at multiple levels as something that uh, you have to watch out for because you go to meetings all the time. It becomes very easy to treat them casually and as opportunities to just talk about stuff, but not getting action items out of them is what we call them, action items. Uh, and um, unfortunately, it sounds like they went many years without uh, any any real hard singular vision of what their action items needed to be. Uh, we right. got uh, a little bit of a, of a taste of what the other side of the coin is when I think it was Schreier actually spoke to a developer who worked under uh, God of War. And he said that every decision that was made for the God of War would go to the director. And every time the director would say, yes, no, do it. Don't do that. Do it this way. Change this, but do it. And it was always to him and it was always an answer. All right, question, answer, back to your desk, action item. And it was just always very clear because he had a very clear idea of what his vision for the game was. And that made development very smooth and obviously turned into something very successful. And that's something that Anthem never had. Um, I, now yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it was in this article or the article that we're going to talk about next that, which is, uh, another Jason Schreier piece, another thing about Bioware, uh, but more about Dragon Age, uh, mm -hmm. but they, so I'm, forgive me if it's in the next article, but, uh, where they talk where where EA said that, that the idea of the game was to have a platform for, like a, a multiple year strategy for microtransactions, right? And that was the premise, the goal, the initial goal for the game, as opposed to, hey, we have this really cool story, or we have this mechanic we wanna we wanna flesh out, right? A, a real cool well, idea. So we are kind of transitioning into Dragon Age, and like I mentioned, guys, before we started recording, like this is one large conversation, you know, EA and Bioware and, and development stuff. So don't worry, like, please feel free to reference both articles. For those who are listening, we're now uh, referencing the past and present of Dragon Age by the same writer as the Anthem article, Jason Schreier from Kotaku. Uh, but this is where EA kind of comes in a little bit more heavy-handedly and they're kind of giving the mandate to their developers, like, cool, you know, make your story, you know, tell the story you want to do, give them whatever single player thing they want to do, but it's got to be live service and you have to give them an opportunity to spend more money after release. And I've heard numbers from Activision and I assume they're relatively similar for EA, but EA wants to earn $120 from every player who's playing a $60 game. So in theory, you should be you should be doubling the cost of the game in whether it whether it be microtransactions like actual ones for cosmetic uh, stuff or through 
uh, DLC content updates later on, uh, but they want the flow of cash to be such that you end up being double for the game because uh, of, of new content. And so that has never... Uh, I shouldn't say it's never existed in Dragon Age, but it's never been quite so concrete. Uh, Inquisition had three DLCs, but it wasn't like an online live game. So this will be a new kind of look at Dragon Age. But yeah, this is this is EA dipping their hand in the honey, in the honey jar. So uh, there is that. Well, I don't know. You guys believe in magic? <laughs> I don't. I don't believe in magic. Listen, you came out with a great game in Bi- uh, Bioshock, right? Everybody loved it. Mass Effect, cool, great. You know what I mean? But just because you got a cr- great track record doesn't mean that you're going to be successful every time out, right? That Look is what true. we saw with uh, Fallout in Vault 76. Uh, you know, now with Anthem. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, it, you, you know what makes me worried? It makes me worried for Borderlands 3 because I'm like, hey, these guys have a great track record, but, mm, you know, I don't just don't know if I'm going to be willing to just jump right in and, and hope for the best again. You know, we talked about it many times where we've said, hey, don't pre-order games, guys. Don't do it. You know, wait. It might. It's probably going to go on sale in a little while, or you know, wait till all the the bugs and 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 kinks get fleshed out of it before you get it. And you know, we're not lying when we say that because look at look at these games that have come out and and just kind of flopped. And like I said, in a year or so, they'll probably be great, and you'll get it at half off. I mean, there's always a sale. Um, yeah, but that's a tough sell for a game like borderlands or a game like the division or like oh Anthem, i know so oh, much know. of it is around playing with people i mean oh, not not no. just from like a, ooh, i want to play it because it looks cool but like no uh you know matchmaking and, and finding people to join your team like it's, that's really it's like i told manny like you know i told him before like i said look you don't want to be the guy that shows up at the water cooler that hasn't been playing the game and all your little buddies have already gotten the game and been playing it because then you just kind of feel like left out <laughs> nobody wants to feel left out FOMO, and they know this so then, therefore, you go and get this game because you want to be with your friends. You want to play your games. You want to, you want to, you know, you saw this cool trailer. You've heard all the hype, all this good stuff about it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, you remember playing the, the second one and it was so good. Yeah, that doesn't always pan out. Yeah, but see, the one like, like, when, you in the I, pocket. I understand, uh, and I understand, like, you have, you have your game, you have it out, right? And, but to say, like, oh, all, it's now standard practice to have your game and deliver it broken and because in a year it's gonna they're gonna fix it right so that that whole every thing, game is broken manny i, I hate to break it to, to a you. Certain, every game is to broken. a certain extent something's got to be patched to or a certain something's extent, be yeah of course there's there's going to be a continued work and 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 right. uh, expansions and 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 patches and whatnot and you're going to discover certain things and bugs yeah i understand that i understand that but there's there's certain like there's a there's a differentiation between your your average patch or your normal bug fix versus just game that's just woefully incomplete and i think and i think that we've seen too many games that that don't have core features it's not truly fleshed out you know like bugs to the point where like how how can they have have been sold in this state you know there's just too too often you know, and then they say, "Oh well, we have, yeah, we we do have the roadmap, and we are fixing these things." Uh, and but act as if as if that is actually like somehow extended content or whatnot. When it really is just fixing their broken freaking game, and that like that that's I don't like 
that that is even said, oh, well, this is just the, the way things are. I, I don't accept that. <laughs> you know, I think it's wrong. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, it's happening. It's happening more and more. Uh, but <laughs> wait I mean, for Game Pass. Well, so, well, that, yeah, that's, don't buy that games is, anymore. Just wait for yeah, them to come yeah, to Game Pass. Just wait for yeah. them to come to Game Pass. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, just hang to uh, sit back in the cut and just wait for it to pop out on Game Pass. I mean, you know, if you wait long enough, it's going to show up there eventually. Dude, that's you know? that's me this week. I feel so happy about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, hey, it's like I said, I mean, you know, you, you, you dance that dance. I mean, if you're willing to pre-order uh, and buy a game when it first comes out, I mean, honestly, you're buying at your own risk because you, you, you never know what you're going to end up getting. It's not like... Uh, apex or Fortnite battle royale where it's it's free right off the jump so there's no risk if it sucks you don't like it it's broken then you can dump it no big deal Uh, you know but when you have games that you gotta you gotta put up a cost you gotta risk something then you know it's it's completely up to your gaming appetite on whether if you can hang back and just wait it out a bit i mean I mean, it I, sucks, I, I, and and I'm and I'm guilty of doing it myself. Like I will buy a game all on impulse, yeah, you know, and you know, so it's it's hard. But at the same time, you look at these games that are coming out, and this is like it's just across the board. Everyone that you uh, are, that's a trusted developer or publisher, these 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 people that you know, the magic, just don't don't fall for the trick. You know, there's only so, so many I, times you can have a rabbit come out of the hat before you realize how they're doing it. You know, but on on that on that note, right? So like, uh, is you know, you look at the game developer, right? Or or you like this game franchise? We really have to take uh, account of the fact that it might not be the same team that you right. So so when you talk about right. like Anthem and some and many other examples whatnot where people just up and leave right you had the uh, for in the first uh, uh jason schreier article um one of the things was the core or the key writer the main writer ended up getting i guess so you know he had no real uh desire to play the game they were they were making anymore right so i guess he was disgusted with the process and they said hey you know what i'm out and he leaves and then somebody new comes in changes changes the story uh which changes everything else in a story driven game <laughs> you know what i'm saying and uh and and the team is ultimately changes right there's turnover so the the magic is in the team that that put it together and when and when there's lots of turnover yeah it might be the same studio it might be the same name of the game but the key the key freaking people or, or the leader with the vision might not be there. And therefore it's going to be a freaking totally different experience. Uh, well. Either way. And when it comes to, to, to freaking Bioware, it seems as if the magic has run dry. And we say magic because if you read the article, they said uh, they refer to uh Bioware magic where it's, where it's a, it's a crap show, right? And then in the last moments of the game, they pull it together. Um, and I, what was with the previous game, the uh, Dragon Age? Uh, was it Inquisition? Inquisition, where they they got Game of the Year, and it was all it was all good, but people were burnt out. You know, people were burnt out. They, they you know, and they uh, and 
they were hoping, uh, I believe this was in the, the first article, where they were hoping that the game would fail because, so that the studios would learn that this is not how you do it. You know? But they they took advantage of their workforce, <laughs> you know, uh, because because they were good and they did their job. But there's only so long you can do that. It's ultimately unsustainable. And it looks as if that luck has run out, the magic is no longer there because they've there's been turnover and they're uh, i mean look what they did with andromeda you know like if that didn't teach anybody a lesson i don't know what well but there's there's another thing we're looking in this article too like some of the key some of the key people that actually knew what to do with frostbite were taken away um to work on freaking fifa you know what i'm saying and uh, yeah fifa makes a freaking lots of lots of freaking you know buku bucks but if you take some of the some of your key guys that know how to deal with frostbite for another game it hurts it hurts the game that they were working on originally mm-hmm. now there's yeah. the, the, really guys you read these articles they're as far as gaming uh, uh journalism is concerned they're the best that's been seen in freaking years yeah, it's it, it, the, the the best things to have come along gaming journalism in years. Because we haven't really seen real true gaming journalism, but freaking Jason well, Schreier, mean, he still got it. So this, yeah, this writer is well known for doing kind of big exposés like this. Yeah. Um, if you if anyone is interested in reading a book that is similar like this, uh, Schreier actually wrote an entire book, and every chapter reads exactly like this story. Uh, not all of them are quite so sad. Some of them are, are even more horrifying. Uh, but it's 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 like 10 or 15 stories of different games that you absolutely recognize. One of them is Dragon Age Inquisition and, and the hell that they went through to make that that work. Uh, I believe, man, I'm, there were so many. A Diablo 3 is in there. Uh, Pillars of Eternity is in there. I mean, all, all games that you've probably heard of. Uh, and every one of them has a very interesting story behind their creation. So uh, the book is called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Uh, check it out. It's usually pretty cheap, and it's an easy read. He writes very, very well, and uh, yeah, definitely check it out. But anyway, I think uh, I think we're gonna put that one to bed for now. Move on to uh, the next one. This one is actually just a quick news bite. Uh, but if you are a PlayStation player uh, and and you missed it, uh, PlayStation now allows for you to change your online s uh, online ID on PSN. This is something that has Ooh. been unavailable since the inception of PlayStation and is now officially available. The long requested feature launches today. Uh, I'm going to read this quick little blog from uh, Sid Schumann, director of social media from PlayStation uh, on the PlayStation blog. We're excited to announce the online ID change feature on PSN is officially launching to all PlayStation 4 owners later today. This is yesterday. You'll also be able to change your ID on a web browser and that feature will also be available starting today. Thanks to all of you who have participated in the beta preview program back in October, November, and who gave us feedback. We do want to take this opportunity to clarify one point. As a result of the preview program, we've found an instance where a game did not fully support the feature, even though it was originally published after the April 1st, 2018, contrary to what we mentioned in our original announcement, which basically said, if it was published after April 1st, 2018, it'll be fine. So they're saying it doesn't necessarily do that. The article goes on to talk about kind of all the things that you need to do, you know, what to do, what not to do. And the the core of it basically is you get a one free name change. After that, there'll be $9.99. But 
if the game is older than April 1st, 2018, there is a possibility that you could run into some very serious issues. And the reason is this. When you have your name on Xbox, whether it's TIE Fighter or It's Me Manisi or Buddha Will, those names are simply a mask for your actual identification, which is likely a sequence of numbers and letters that are randomized and have nothing to do with your gamer tag. But your gamer tag is just a cover that Xbox puts on top of that ID. And then that ID is what's used in the back end everywhere. So if you change your name, aka your mask, uh, it doesn't change your ID within the cloud system that they use. However, with PlayStation, they didn't use a mask. They didn't use a randomized set of numbers and digits. They used your PlayStation name. And so within the cloud, within every calculation that they do and every display that needs to happen across all these different games, your, your PSN is what is used as you know, the storage identification. And so changing that is a significant thing because so much is based on referencing that name and it's you know, buried deep in a lot of code. And so being able to change that and now making it a, a dynamic thing that can be changed was a very huge endeavor. And so because of that, uh, they've, they've stated across multiple posts, like, okay, cool, you can change it now, but some things might get super wonky. Uh, it might not recognize that you're the same person even after you change your name and you might lose things like online currency or uh, progress in uh, a, a particular game or your save file or what have you. And so this is kind of a definitely do it at your own risk, especially with older games. So anyway, be uh, be careful out there. But if you know, if you are uh, uh, if you're out there, you know, bong ripper 69 XXX, uh, it mm-hmm. may be worth trying it out. But if you've got, you know, if your name is pretty close to what you uh what you want it to be, it might not be worth switching over. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I mean, this is one of those things, we, again, we were, this is uh, right before uh, we hit record, we were talking about it. It's it's one of those things that as an Xbox main kind of uh, gamer, dude, it's it's mind boggling, right? That we don't, that that, that that is the case, that they're not able to actually change. Oh, it's such a standard thing. Oh, yeah, you yeah. change your gamer tag, 10 bucks done. No problem. Right. You know, but but and we were again. We were just talking about. We we said, hey, uh, they they had a lack of foresight. Right? I believe it was you, Ty, that said that. It's 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 a serious lack of foresight, uh, and then uh, an unwillingness to rip off the bandaid when when they realized that that uh, they needed to make a change. They, I'm sure they knew about this years ago, but it's a hard fix. You know. But it would have oh, been better if they just if they just did it earlier, <laughs> right? But yeah, I mean, imagine know. if they'd have realized there was a problem at you know PS2. How much, how much, how many headaches they could have saved themselves and built it into PS3 or built it into PS4 from the beginning? Who knows? Right, right. I just yeah. find it scary. I mean, a guy that likes achievements and whatnot to to think that you might lose something just from a simple. Well, I guess not in their case, not simple, but you know, changing your gamer tag. That's like, huh. no way, Jose. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, good luck, guys, out there changing your names. Hopefully you get it right the first time. Moving on, uh, the one and only PewDiePie himself is going to be live streaming on DLive. So if anyone has been following uh, uh, our good friend of the stream, Super, he is now a partner with DLive. It is a, a streaming platform based around a cryptocurrency that is as detailed as I am capable of being when it comes to DLive. Uh, but apparently they have a very generous uh, uh, 
monetary setup for people who are partners with the program, the way subs work and donors work and all that kind of stuff is apparently, apparently very streamer friendly. And so PewDiePie has decided that he's going to be live streaming games from DLive, dlive.tv slash PewDiePie, uh, starting Sunday, April 14th. Uh, unfortunately, by the time you're listening to this podcast, it is likely that will already be passed. Uh, but make sure you check out that site. Apparently, during his first stream, Sunday, April 14th, 10 a.m. Pacific, he will be giving away $50,000 to other creators on the platform who are live at the time he is live. So that'll be that'll be his stream going on and just giving away money. So, anyway, uh, as uh, as Manny predicted, and I you know, I definitely agreed, and I'm sure Budo you would agree as well. I would expect that the number of streamers on D Live has you know quintupled over the last couple of days. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, trying to get in and get oh, big yeah. and get on that list for fifty thousand dollars. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, I, I mean, what do you think about this? This is obviously huge because he's you know the number one single person creator on on YouTube. You know. Ten, you know, dozens of millions of, of, of subscribers on YouTube. You know, why does he need to, why do, why do you think he feels like he needs to go live stream on, on D live? I mean, he's obviously a millionaire because of what he's doing on YouTube, but now he's moving to a relatively unknown, relatively unrecognized site. I mean, not Twitch, not Mixer, not you, not YouTube live, right? He's, he's going to D live. So what do you think is, is motivating this? Uh, he might be a fan of cryptocurrency. He might, he might be somebody that is into that sort of thing. And, you know, I mean, he might feel like, uh, you know, most people that are into crypto feel like, you know, it's the future. And, uh, you know, I, I think for somebody like him, um, I think that's probably a, like a win-win for him, really. You know, if he's going to go to someplace like Twitch or even Mixer, I mean, you know, it's, it's obviously a lot different, you know, being a partner or an affiliate or, you know what I mean? With those, those companies, um, I don't know. I just feel like it's a win-win for him. And I got I feel like D live is gonna, that's going to really help D live a lot. Yeah, I think a so. Lot. If he continues for sure. I mean, obviously his audience is in the millions. So all all yeah. D live has to make sure is that their back end can handle it. Cause I know, scaling is something that mixer has kind of always struggled with uh, especially when with the big spikes around like e3 has always been an issue but uh, oh yeah he's gonna crash uh, it like, that gonna yeah crash. say uh, what happens two minutes after stream starts and it's like well we can't handle having a hundred thousand people watching right now yeah, that's what i'm that's i think it's gonna crash i really think it is i think he's gonna crash it and it'll be a cool youtube yeah and video. then everyone says well <laughs> screw d live going back to youtube where i can watch stuff <laughs> right but i mean you know obviously he'll keep trying you know what i mean to get it to, to, to work because, like I said, I feel like it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a win-win for him. I mean, you know, he doesn't have to. Um, I mean, he's know. in a position where it's really tough to lose. I mean, he can get in trouble yeah, for racist yeah. remarks and come back tomorrow, make a video and get, you know, 10,000 yeah. more bucks off of it. It's just... so, so for people that are like curious about it, so, so he's given away 50,000 and Lino points. Okay. Which is, which is like the, the, the cryptocurrency for that blockchain that DLive utilizes. So the exchange rate right now, it says right here on this article, 1.2 cents per Lino point is what those are worth. So just a, just a heads up if somebody's just, you know, like struggling right now to just get their stream going in hopes that they're going to, you know, <laughs> hit the lotto. It's not quite like that. It's, it's not quite like that when it comes to like crypto stuff. But, um, but you know, uh, it's still good. It's, it, you know, it's, it's still pretty awesome. Um, 
you know, like I said, I feel like it's a win-win for him. It's a, it's a win for D live. If they can, if they can support, um, that amount of traffic and, and whatnot, then, uh, Hey, you know, that's, that's going to put a feather in their cap. And a lot of people are going to be looking at D live. Uh, a lot more people are going to know what D live is all of a sudden. That's for sure. Oh yeah. This was not on the radar for a, a lot of people. You know, and so I'm I'm sure this news came as a total surprise for a lot. I mean, for everybody, really. But nobody even knew. There's uh, not nobody because uh, there's plenty of us that that on the streamer side. You know, like I was familiar with it. I think a lot. It's up and coming. But if you're your your average uh, a casual consumer, you know, like streaming is is like Twitch or or YouTube, you know, those are like the the big ones, right? Uh, so this is definitely a really interesting move. I think it, it has a lot to do also with the fact that um, there he is a controversial dude. You know, what I'm saying I think he doesn't necessarily mean to be. Um, but there's lots of, of people out there that can, can, you know, continuously try and, uh, say that he's, he's, uh, radicalizing, right? <laughs> like, like actually, they actually make the point that he's radicalizing people for, uh, white nationalism and, or hate, uh, some type of hate, right? Uh, and when you look at him, he's definitely not doing anything of, of the sort. You know, so there's so there's lots of people that 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 try and knock them down a few pegs, but that's what it is when you're when you're on the top, you know, um, and and so people have their platforms. People want are are they want to um, what what what's the word like censorship is becoming more and more uh, of a concern on these different platforms and and where you can control what uh, what can and cannot be said and and D Live seems to be a little bit more friendly right a little bit more open more a little bit more lenient and uh, and i think that is not it's not forefront in his mind i'm sure but it is it's probably one of the many uh thoughts that that popped in his his mind you know i mean another thing i was thinking too if you if you're like i'm part of the d live discord and if you look in there that you notice that they have a lot of channels catered to different like language and different countries and whatnot so it might be a little something along those lines too, where it's like, you know, being that he's not technically from, you know, the States, you know, that might have a little bit of something to, I don't know how much, but you know, sometimes those kind of things matter to people. So. Mm -hmm. Well, bro, if, if, if he brings his millions of people, right. Uh, uh, and they're watching and they're collecting, you know, points or whatnot and all they have to do is give him their points <laughs> and and that's a freaking straight up revenue stream built in guaranteed money i, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean he can go on any platform and have built-in guaranteed money so i mean yeah my my thing here is i think that it's it's he's just talking to d live because d live is going to be the only platform that says we will give you 100 percent of the money that you earn uh, yeah. and they are the only they are the only platform in the world that that seems to do that because mixer because twitch because youtube they all say you know make your money uh get your subs do all that that's great we'll take our cut and then give you what's left where right. they're not making any of the content obviously they are creating the platform and that has value in it uh but to say that 
the relationship is the same for someone who's bringing in literally millions of people to your platform as it is for someone who's bringing in uh, tens of thousands is, uh, I, I would consider it fairly insulting on his part. But I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea what his motivations are. So Yeah. Oh, well. Either way, interesting, uh, and yeah. we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on it. Absolutely. I mean, I'm very curious to see how that stream goes. I've got a lot of big kid yard work to do this weekend, so I'm not sure I'm going to be able to watch it. Uh, time, but, uh, <laughs> there you go. But anyway, yeah, there you go. We'll be there. Hope you guys. Uh, hope you guys can report back on it in case I can't see. But best of luck to everyone who's streaming on D Live. I hope you are able to get a piece of that fifty thousand oh, dollars. That'd yeah. be pretty cool. Anyway, moving on, guys. Uh, one weird thing that happened this week was that Overwatch came out with a statement that bans a particular hand signal from uh, use as an emote in the game, uh, a, a gesture that has now been banned in the entire Overwatch League. Uh, if you're familiar with the OK symbol, you know the, the symbol that scuba divers use to say, I'm OK, or... Hey, that's a okay. You know where you put your pointer finger on your thumb, and your other three fingers are up in the air, kind of like, kind of like the uh, the where you're showing the circle to your friends below your waist, right? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> uh, that has been officially banned due to uh, potential connections to white nationalists movements. Uh, they're saying, let's see, claiming that the okay hand sign is a symbol of white supremacy as a part of a campaign dubbed Operation OKKK. The association of the gesture with white supremacy derived from the assertion that the three upheld fingers resemble a W and the circle made with the thumb and forefinger uh, to the head of a P together stand for white power. So, uh, yeah, I'm not on board with this. I, I don't believe that an obscure reference that someone is able to make automatically means that people are not allowed to use a symbol that is used in literally hundreds of other contexts that are not white nationalism. I think that's a pretty dangerous precedent to set. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys have some thoughts. Let's hear them. <laughs> I, uh, again, this is one oh, like we had a heated debate where I, where I am fully on board with you there. Uh, time and uh and buddha is is not so i i'll say i'll start off i'll say yeah i the okay symbol right has been used for generations right to say yeah i'm okay i'm okay everything is fine right and um operation okkk started off on a freaking 4chan like uh meme you know i'm saying they're like hey let's get together and let's see if we can freaking dupe people into believing that this is a white power symbol right that is the origin of the of the supposed racist connection of the uh, the okay symbol right uh being being racist right uh and lo and behold you know they go ahead and they they create a bunch of fake accounts and and they they have these supposed connections right and and now people are are up in a tizzy you know but i i think it's silly i really do uh, and and I think e even the people that that purport to say, oh, this this is a concern, they know where it started from. They know it's a freaking meme, 
And and it, it, for us to go in and or or not us, uh, for any uh, uh, corporation or whatnot to say, hey, we're not necessarily gonna gonna use that. To me, it it it's empowering the few freaking trolls. Like this is basically an a a large scale troll, you know. And when you're on a stream and you're rolling around and some a hole freaking comes around and says something stupid in in your in your stream, the worst thing you do is acknowledge it, you know, and get upset upset by it. Well, that's exactly what they want. You know, you just freaking quiet, quietly put it under the rug, and then that's that. You move on. The but same kind, the same thing with this. Them, you? Uh, what, what was that, Buddha? Some, somebody's acting up in your stream. You still ban them or report them, don't you? Uh, yeah, but you don't go in and, and make a make a big stink. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, if, if, there is, if there they is, if there is something, they, yeah. they knew they're going in. They know going in, they're going to get banned or they're going to get whatever you know reported or whatever. Like, I, I really don't think that people go in anymore and t start talking smack and not know that that's going to happen. Usually those kind of people have already been, you know, banned from other streams as it is anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like the reaction, them, the reaction the same is, is, is what is what it is making a big a big freaking to do and i'm saying like hey we're we're no longer allowing you to use the white power symbol of okay i think it's it publicizes it in a way that's that's uh, that's unnecessary you're empowering the freaking trolls with this and i think it's it's i really do think it's so dumb i, f I feel like we're better than this as a freaking society than to than to be at the whim of a freaking 4chan message board meme for god's sakes you know what I'm saying? It has nothing to do right. with white power. Sure, a few people a few people may go ahead and not and, not at the time this meme happened, but I guarantee it now that it is. Yeah, but even I mean, so thanks that, thanks to thanks to them banning it because of it. Well, that's I mean before that. I mean just by just by them going to the trouble of doing this on 4chan. Like, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, but society sucks. And a lot of people suck and there are white power people that will take that and be like, Oh yeah, that's genius and rock it all over the place. And to where it's an issue. I know? mean, I, I think it's as much of an issue as you make it. And right. So I, I think that the intention of the use of something like this is really the heart of it. You know, if, if someone comes up and they're they're wearing a shirt that has a swastika on it and they're in your face and being rude and they're using the OK symbol in your hand in a hateful way, then like, yeah, they're using it as a white power symbol. If someone is saying, hey, like, are you doing OK? And they put the symbol up or hey, like, hey, we just won. OK, cool. Like, I don't think that that is supporting a, a white nationalist movement. Uh, the, the thing that's coming to my head right now is the idea of a of, of a white guy shaving his head. And there are millions of men with shaved heads all around the world. Uh, that are not white supremacists because we haven't uh, just because the white supremacist group does that doesn't mean they own it. Uh, doesn't mean that they have, they should be able to take it away from the rest of the world. Right. And so that's kind of my thought here is, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe white, maybe people who are white nationalists use the symbol and they use it aggressively and in a negative way, but this is something that exists in the world already. And just because they've decided to commandeer it, doesn't mean that every time someone's using it, they're using it in a malicious way. 
Right. But how do we know that when we're watching something like on a, on a Twitter feed and that, and that symbol goes up, how are we knowing whether or not it's a, it's a shout out to racism or is it a shout out to being okay? We don't know that. So that's well, I mean, where, hopefully, that's where hopefully, hopefully the because... interactions that I have with people are in such a way that they know me enough that I would never have hopefully intention behind it. But, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like for a format, like, like, like the play overwatch league to do that. I think that's just covering bases just to make sure. I mean, I I think it would have been, I I think it would have been sufficient for overwatch to come out and say, Hey, we saw that there's been this post and there's been this rumble that the, you know, this symbol, which is used as an emote in our game is associated with X, Y, and Z. We don't agree with that. This symbol has been used in, you know, these all historical places and is currently being used in a number of different places. And, we're using it for that. And any reference to uh, white supremacy or any negative or hateful or violent groups should be disbanded. Like that should be forgotten. Like, that, that's not what this is here for. That's not what we're celebrating. Uh, and, and wipe your hands clean of it because I, I think, I think yielding like this is, is kind of giving that control away from yourself. I, I don't like that. Makes me sad. Uh, yeah. So th- there's lots of different things too. So if you're going to say this, all right, well then should you, so did you go ahead and, and ban uh, blue or red at, from the color palette of, of the game and or, you know, the, because those are known gang colors in America. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like if this is right. Right. Because some people out there might use this hand gesture in a negative way. You're, you have you're going to ban it. All right. Fine. And if that's the case, then ban the color red, ban the color blue, you know, like, hey, I'm sure I'm sure. And I said this before uh, when we were uh, talking with Buddha, like there's white nationalists wear shoes. Right. Does that make shoes bad? Right. Because just because just because there's freaking racist or bad actors out there that that utilize something. Right. The uh, you know, racists drink water. Is water bad? You know what I'm saying? Oh, this this racist was drinking Coca Cola. Let's ban let's ban that because that must that must be racism. Like it's it's so it's asinine. It really is ridiculous. Just because a bad actor d- does one thing doesn't mean that it's all instantly negative. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think it's freaking craziness. I think it's craziness. I really do. It is crazy, and people are stupid, and that's why it's become a thing. Yeah, but I I hate I hate I hate the fact that that yeah it's okay so so uh, these are freaking I hate that people are stupid too, but it's just the way it works sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but but I'm but you can't say that because a few stupid people do do something that now now you can't. All it takes is a few bad apples to ruin the whole batch, and we've seen it like in many other things before. It's, but the fact is just, that this this, this is, is a just freak, another this started case. as a meme. This is a freaking this is a freaking large scale troll. It's how it's being used now is what the problem is. It's not, that's not the problem. It doesn't matter where it came from. It's just the, 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 the problem is how it's being used here on out. And it's a lot because of this meme, because of it. Like, I think the people that made this meme, I, I hope they get their asses beat <laughs> because it was dumb. It was dumb because yeah, but they shouldn't have. I mean, that's just the dumbest thing from a guy that's had to like physically fight white power guys. Like back in the day on a regular, yo, like you be careful what you, what, what you wear. You be careful what, what kind of gestures you make with your hands. 
you be careful about those kind of things in those in those areas and those elements. Uh, it's unfortunate that somebody did this to where it had to go to a point to where like Overwatch felt like they needed to do something about it. I mean, that sucks that they did that, but at the end of the day, I'm not sweating it because I can't use an emoji. Like, I could care less. I I I think I think it like uh, it's a precedent of of uh, like Ty said, yielding, right? You, I mean, it's you a, don't it's have to yield yourself. Yep, yeah, I'm, you, I'm you saying still, it's, you, you can still say okay all you want. Yeah, but it, nobody's it's a, stopping. It's a they just problem. don't want it to be shown on that program because they have no control over it. They have no control of what, who, and what is watching on their platform, or or who's who's doing that uh, behind an interview type of thing. You know, they don't have any control over that. So you know, I respect what I'm saying? that. What's that? I respect that. You know, yeah, what I mean, I, I, I and that's the, the problem. They have no control over it, so they can't they can't decide on who's doing it for malicious purposes or who's doing it just because it's you know it, it's the emoji. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't like. You, you can't distinguish that. So they just decided, hey, you know what? Instead of trying to fight this battle every time somebody does something like that, we're just, just going to go ahead and just nip it in the bud and be done with it. You know, yeah. I'm still, I'm sure people will still do it. I'm sure it'll, I mean, you know what I mean? How are they going to stop? What are they going to do? Blare it out or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they well, the, you know what I'm the, saying? The kid, if in the well, there's a link that's there, and if you scroll down on one of these tweets, I, I just was looking at it. The kid, he responded and was like, "Hey, I was the kid that that uh, here it goes. I was the fan throwing up the OK symbol, and I want to apologize for not knowing the context behind it. The super fans have been using it for the old Gotham game uh, um, all season, right?" But now that we know the context, it is unacceptable. Thank you for bringing uh, this up. It will not happen again. Uh, that's that was the actual, supposedly the uh, per, the person in the clip that that originally threw the the okay symbol. And, and, and I guess what I'm saying is that by making this a thing, it becomes a thing. You know what I'm saying? By by saying, oh, you know, be careful because people might consider it racist. Well, now you you, you give it more credence and more power than it's, than it's even friggin' worth. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I, I mean, like, and again, it's the the in the large scale in society. Sure, you know, Overwatch ultimately they have they have the right to to make their decisions. I don't I don't agree with it, but they do have the right to make their decisions. Uh, regardless right within within their own uh their leagues and and their buildings that that they're running their their uh their programs what whatever right but by and large the the uh thought process to to say okay well a bad actor does a a must be bad like i i cannot ex- agree with that thought process and i i i will not <laughs> you know it doesn't make sense, you know. Like you said, oh, like Hitler, Hitler uh, enjoyed coffee and cream, and I'm saying, well, that coffee and cream must be freaking uh, pro genocide. Like, no, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that that logical fallacy that does not work. That 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 thought process doesn't work. And somehow we're supposed to just accept that, you know, like oh, this this is this is a thing. This is now this is now a white power thing. Just give it up, you know. 
Because some freaking a-holes on a meme wanted to troll society and we're just dumb enough to fall for it. You know? Like, we're we're fueling we're fueling it. We're empowering it. And I disagree with it. It's freaking, it's freaking Balagnas. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going to get much further on that topic, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> but anyway, guys, be smart. Be safe. Show one yeah. another respect. Be good to each other. Just be okay. Be You'd good. Be okay. <laughs> be excellent to each other, I should say. Be excellent to each other. Be excellent uh, to each other. Uh, um, anyway, we're going to move on to what is, uh, you know, kind of the final story for tonight. But I want Buddha to take this story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. So the, apparently... Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh has officially handed or uh, added the hygiene rules in the latest tournament policy update. And it says in this article, surprising everyone, but it really shouldn't be a surprise. Unfortunately, when you go to these tournaments and you're sitting across the table, elbow to elbow with other people that are playing the game, there are a few out there that just don't, I mean, maybe they just didn't take the 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 shirt or their clothes out of the washer quick enough, or <laughs> maybe they just maybe they just forgot to bathe for the past three or four days. We don't know. Maybe you know, I I don't know. I, but unfortunately, there's some people that don't smell very good. They just don't. Uh oh. And they don't really wash their shirts or their clothing sometimes. And when you're in a in a tournament style format where you you're, you're sitting next to people, like I said, usually elbow to elbow in these things, uh, you can't help but notice that uh, you know if somebody's got a little bit of uh, you know stank going on, you know, and uh, they finally decided that uh, enough people have uh, maybe complained about it to the point to where they have had to put this in the rulings. Now, how they're going to enforce it, not exactly sure. I don't know if there's going to be like a scratch and sniff test. Let me pull out my smellometer. It seems you are sniffing it off. You know what I mean? They're going to have like a little, like, I don't know, like a a zapper or something like that. It's it's going to be like, oh, no, 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 buddy. You are reeking it today. You you need to go back and get some wipes or something. Dude, is that someone's job? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Unknown, I mean that's a heck of a, that's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it type of thing. That's uh, uh, on on the link, so guys, you can all the links that we talk about, you can go to the hardcorecasuals.com, uh, go to the blog section there, and you'll see today's episode um, thirty six, episode thirty six. Oh my god! Uh, so you can see the links right, and and on that link, there's. Um, a little po- a comment here from Reddit. And uh, it, the guy goes regarding the Yu-Gi-Oh. He goes, while I'm all, uh, I'm, I'm all for a hygiene rule, I'm wondering how it will be enforced. If my opponent at X1 smells like burnt fish, do I call a judge and say he smells bad? How does the judge verify that by this? Well, you know, what does that say about uh, his previous opponents? Do they all get smell checked? I'm imagining some hilarious and cringe situations resulting from this. Uh, yeah. No fear. Konami's going to train their judges on what is and isn't acceptable to be allowed to attend one of these events. 
It's I mean, what okay. if I'm just a naturally sweaty person and I put on deodorant and I wash and, you know, I'm nervous for my game and I hopefully, what do you do? Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, your deodorant is, is, um, gotta get on working. that clinical strength game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe uh, hopefully it's working because, you know, that's what happens. You know, you, you're in like a, a place where it's like people are, are really close to each other. It's usually warm. You know, you are nervous because, you you know, you, you want to do good. And, you know, it's a tournament style. Um, so, you know, there is there there is some nerves to it. And uh, if you especially if you've not been in those sort of things before, you can get a little little clammy hands and, you know, sweating in places that you shouldn't be. Um you know, they're just going to have to, you know, some of these guys and, and girls are unfortunately going to have to just do a better job of making sure their act is pretty clean prior to sitting down to this table. Now, how they'll implement it, like, I don't know. Like, literally, I go, how, how else are you supposed to be able to tell other than just going up and sniffing people? Like, that's somebody's going to be the sniffer guy. I mean, maybe it's, some, maybe it's something that's prompted by like a passing experience. So, like, like if you if you can smell someone that prompts a test right but like no one's going to like make a line and say okay everyone get in line for their smell test but like if someone says oh like this guy right here dude someone give this guy the smell test i mean i'm i'm assuming it's going to be similar to that to basically like you know if 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 i'm i'm stinking up the joint and sitting there and people notice it and they notify them saying, Hey, look, this guy's smells bad. Like he just smells bad. And enough people come up and say, Hey, this guy smells bad. Can we do something about, or can yeah, you guys do that's something? Gotta be it. And then, you know what I mean? And then at that point they'll have to like, you know, I, I feel like this is more of like a warning shot. Like, Hey, be clean, please. Right. Like, yeah. You know, and then if it is bad enough, then they will literally. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if if the opponent at X one is smelling like burnt fish, and enough people say something about it, the judge probably will halt the match and be like, "Bro, unfortunately, you stink, and you're just probably just going to have to forfeit this match because this is unacceptable here." Type of thing. And if he does really stink, I don't think there's going to be much protest. Like, yeah, 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 if one person thinks you stink more likely everybody else around you thinks you stink too. Pretty good chance you stink. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're stinking. So it's, it's just a, one of those things that it's unfortunate, but they're going to have to abide by these rules. It's a shame that it has to be a rule, but I totally get it. You know, like, yeah, I mean, um, so, so I, I was never in, into these card games, right? Um, I never got into Yu- Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, only recently got it, getting into Magic. Uh, is it, you've been to some of these, right? And is is that a thing in Magic as well? Like you said, you like? Oh yeah, yeah. Any any anywhere where you got to sit down with other people um, that have been at like say a pack show that uh, you know, and they've been they've been trucking around, you know the show and they're just uh you know they're sweating and then you know it's hot or maybe they were cosplaying you know they're wearing a lot of gear and you know got backpacks you're carrying around and i mean you know it uh yeah you sometimes you uh you know you get sitting at a table and you just kind of sit there and go hmm 
Somebody's. Uh, how how somebody's... do the judges work in like a magic thing? Are there judges that are just walking around all yes, the tables? Yes, yes, they walk around the tables. They walk around the tables, and if you have an issue or a question regarding rules or anything like that, you raise your hand. Okay. So when you raise your hand, the judge sees it, they come over there to you. Um, and I'm sure you know, if somebody's really rank, the judge will, they they probably been, they have stories, I'm sure. Or like, yeah, this oh, ta- I'm, this I'm sure, table. I'm sure. I'm, you know, I'm the kind of guy, I'm, you know, because I've done it, you know, as far as like being in a tournament and whatnot, I'm kind of loosey-goosey as far as that's concerned. So it's like, for me, it, I usually say, I won't direct it at you and be like, yo, bro, you're stinking. I'm, but I will definitely be there and going, like, whoo, somebody's, man, somebody's got some thick cards today like, there's some extra there's some extra mana on the board today guys it smells like a swamp i don't know about you but it's it's tough today right right like you know i'll look at my point am i right am i right yeah yeah usually they'll be not like oh yeah yeah and you're like all right you know woo. i could totally you know? see it uh, you know, I, I already told you, I'm the guy that goes to PAX. I'm, I'm the guy that has the wipes and the hand sanitizers. So you best believe if I'm sitting next to somebody and they've got the fumes, oh man, I'm going to, you know, I won't, I won't, I won't look at you directly and say, Hey, you know, <laughs> you, that heart, hot garbage thing you've got going on is not, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not popping today, well, but I will not. probably, I will make little snide comments as I sit there and, uh, you know, I wonder like, if, if it's actually like a tactic, you know what I'm saying? Like you go, you go in to win, you don't shower I, I, for three Sometimes I believe it is because it's like that. Like, uh, like I used to, when I used to do jujitsu and stuff and do my MMA stuff, I would, uh, notoriously run into guys that would do that on purpose. They would not wash their uh their rash guard and um it was infuriating like i would get (laughs) so so angry because i knew they were doing it on purpose you know and uh you know i you know of course i'm you know in that situation i say something directly at that point like you need to stop this this is not cool it's not fun for me how is it fun for you you're wearing it like if you yeah. take off your some gear and it walks off by itself or it doesn't fold <laughs> up, then you need to wash it. You need to wash it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, you know, it, it's the same. It's almost the same circumstance where I, you know, sometimes, so there are some guys out there that like to play mind games. I mean, they like to mess around with their opponents. I mean, uh, you know, there was guys that used to have like uh, hot anime girls on their sleeves in order to, you know, you know, you're, 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 you're playing on the emotions of, of young teenage boys and in oh hopes that you get them rattled enough. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the, yeah, little things like that. Um, yeah. So uh, there's some of that. I would believe that, you know, there, there's probably a guy like, yo, I'm going to eat a ton of garlic today and I'm going to see what this guy can do to, you know, I'm just going to keep talking. I'm just going to keep talking to him and see, <laughs> and see if I can shake him, you know? Right. But, uh, uh, just hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, some of these players out there will be considerate to others and just do their due diligence in making sure that they come, uh, you know, respect the hygiene rule and, and, and come clean type of thing. It but. sounds like a good Zelda sequel, you know, the hygiene rule. <laughs> Yeah, the hygiene uh, rule, man. All right, all right. I'm sorry. All right, moving on, moving on. What, uh, what else we 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 got? Are we mo- dipping into discussion today, or? Uh, I mean, we can uh, if you want. Yeah, we can, can. We can dance. I think, right? We got a little time. We got a couple minutes. 
All righty. Yeah, let's uh um Ty, why don't you you uh you lay this one up for us? After all I've done for you, Manny. <laughs> well you do it you just do it so well. You know? Oh my gosh. All right. Well Sekiro came out a couple of weeks back. Sekiro mm. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Our good friend Buddha Will is greatly familiar with this game and all the challenges yeah. that it brings. Mm -hmm. Because this game is challenging, some have been asking for a way to play through and enjoy the game's story without dealing with so much of what makes the game so difficult, right? So this is a this is a game from From Software, which means uh, that it is you know akin to Dark Souls and uh, Bloodborne, which are all known for being great RPGs, but also very challenging you know they're all usually very unforgiving very dependent on you understanding the mechanics of the game very clearly and then using those to your advantage to parry and block and dodge your way into success uh from my understanding and i haven't played Sekiro yet but from my understanding Sekiro basically takes everything you thought you knew about how to play souls born games which is kind of the style that they like to call those games uh, and it throws it out the window. Uh, basically, you have to relearn the entire you know way to play the game because now it's not just uh, dodges and blocks, but it's all different types of parries and stances and all sorts of different things. This game is hard. And so a lot of people have come to the forefront. Please give us an easy mode of this game so that I can see the end of it and I can appreciate the game that I've paid for without banging my head against the wall. And so this argument has come to light that uh, developers should should or should not uh, have to quote unquote compromise their vision for the game so that more people can enjoy it. Uh, and so the you know, the question come up, is it a developer's responsibility to put an easy mode in their game, whether it matches their vision or not? And then uh, kind of a, a player two entered the game and the question kind of altered and and said, what about people who have issues with accessibility? who physically are unable to press the buttons in such a way that would be necessary in order to do it in regular mode or, you know, kind of what would be the harder version, right? So anyway, um, Manny, why don't you kick us off? Tell me what you think. Do you think, do you think all games should have an easy mode? Um, no. So yeah, the short answer, easy answer. No. Right. It, 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 uh, it should be, um, whatever is the 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 vision of the game developers right so if they want this game to be a tough challenging game <clears throat> then why why mandate that that experience that vision that goal be be forced to to change right for for other people you know what i'm saying um, I, I don't, I don't see the value in it. I don't see the value in it. And, 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 and this story came up before, right? This was, it started off saying, um, a lot of game games journalists saying, Hey man, it's, it's tough to review all these damn games, you know, like it's so these, some of these games are just too damn hard and we have to play through it. And it's just, it's just, it's just tough. We need an easy mode. <laughs> and that got laughed off, right? We're like, Oh, please it get did. the hell out of here. It did, you yeah. know? So this, so I, honestly, I am freaking offended. Well, this is this is a a, a a ploy from the same people, right? The same games journalists out there that are now taking you know disabled peoples as a freaking prop for their own argument. 
and said, oh, well, hello, it's, it's not me this time, guys. Look, look, look at this disabled person. All right. Don't, well, shouldn't, I'm, I'm going to carry you on that point very specifically, Manny, because there have been multiple people who regularly fight on behalf of the disabled community. Uh, people who you know are disabled themselves, and they say, you know, we we need things like single button mode. We need things like the ability to alter the way the buttons work. We need things like colorblind mode. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to enjoy games almost at all. So I mean, this is not like the idea of of uh, using people who are disabled to your advantage. I, I don't think that's happening. That That is not a argument that is being made by people so that they can justify a, an easy mode. This is an argument being made by people who need it in order to be able to even play a game. You, know, you think something as simple as a, uh, a, a click to sprint button or, you know, a, a button that you can press uh, auto run. That's what I'm trying to think of. Right, an auto run could could potentially be considered something that may or may not have been a part of the vision in the beginning. But you know, for some people who are who are physically unable of pressing forward on a joystick, as simple as it may sound, there are people who who have issues with that. And so, uh, tweaks to the way that the game works in order to allow more people to play it. I, I like I said, I don't think that's an argument that's being made on behalf of no one. I think that is being made on behalf of people who do in fact need those kinds of changes right now i'm not saying that that argument isn't it doesn't have value right because it does and i do think that i do think that that uh accessibility is awesome and i love what microsoft we, we talked about this before what microsoft has been doing with their uh i forget the name of it i think it is the accessibility controller I might have gotten the, the, the name of it wrong, but it's an amazing controller uh, that has a whole slew of different types of, of customizations you can do with the controller to make, to make games, uh, and it could be used for many, many other uses, but to make things much, much more accessible. And I think that is amazing. I really do. Uh, I'm curious why the idea of an easy mode gets you so riled up. Because I mean, so so say so say say that say that I'm asking for an easy mode from a game because I'm having a really hard time. So so say Doom for example came out and it was as hard as Legendary mode is, and I I mean I really don't enjoy playing Doom on Legendary mode. I got no time for that. That's not how I enjoy playing games. I enjoy playing games on normal or even you know on freaking easy mode. That's fine with me because I just want to experience it. I'm not trying to bang my head against the wall and, and plant my flag in the game and say you know I have conquered you. I'm trying to enjoy it as an experience. So does my does my playing the game on easy mode take away from your experience at all? No, I mean there is there for most there for most games there's there's uh different different uh um difficulty levels, right? I personally like to go on on um, the hardest difficulty. That's just me personally. You know what I'm saying? Whenever I can, and sometimes I, I don't, and I put and I, and I put it down. But but when the game developer goes in there and says, "Hey, we we already put in an easy mode," you know, I'm saying that's because we wanted to. And th- in the case of Doom, all right, um, that's part of their whole thing, and part of their whole uh, uh, the original thing was to say like, "Ah." Uh, yeah, you're a baby, right? <laughs> this is baby mode. You know what I'm saying? This is baby mode. You want to be a baby? Go ahead. Go ahead, you baby. Play play the game. 
You know what I'm saying? It's part of the shtick of the game, of the culture of Doom, right? And of course, you go in and, and they said, yeah, it's, it's easy mode, it's baby mode, go ahead, have fun. And, and that's fun. And that's cool. You enjoy the story, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what what I'm saying, it's not it's not an, a, a, a the idea of an easy mode is not offensive. The idea of mandating it is offensive. You see what I'm saying? There's a there's a, a clear line in the sand there. The offense is in mandating what other people do, like or their creative vision of it, because you you oh you you have to you have to tailor it. To, to and, and sacrifice your initial vision because some people don't like difficult games, right? And now now comes a different side of accessibility. Right? That's a separate argument. And I think I think that 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 argument has been you know, hijacked by some to say, "Oh, well this is this is not for me." I, you know, uh look look over here. Look at the disabled. You know what I'm saying, and I think the the taking somebody's disability as a as a political point, <laughs> right, is disgusting. Uh, well, that's, that's what just I'm saying. I, I haven't seen anyone do that. The only people that I've seen really hammer home accessibility are people that need it. I, I haven't seen a journalist come out and say, "Look how offended I am for my friends." The mm. only people I've seen are the people who are coming out and the the guy who runs by the the, ta- the tag blind gamer because he's like 95% blind or there's the gentleman on Twitter who uh, writes a tremendous amount on behalf of people who are disabled because he's a quadriplegic. Uh, and I, I have not seen someone who is fully able come out and say, please make Sekiro uh, uh, easier so that all my disabled friends can do it. Well, oh, well look, go ahead, so Sekiro, you know, so, so obviously for me, because I've been playing this game now, n- since I've been playing it, it is very difficult I've probably not got gotten anywhere. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, I wouldn't want that game to be any easier. Um, it, it, I I think if you're going to do something like that, come out with a game like it is, you know, a little bit long, uh, a little bit down the line, add that, add that mod, add that, uh, that option to maybe tone down, like maybe the, the enemies, maybe, tone them down enough to where um you know it's a little bit easier for those that do have problems with you know being able to manage the controller and or you know that have some kind of disability i believe the guy that wrote this article said he has chronic hand pains so you know sometimes mashing buttons can be an issue and and whatnot um I think maybe if they went along those lines i think that would be better because it you know when it comes out it is what it is it is what the you know developers envision their game to be they you know there's some games that are just really meant to be difficult they're not they're not meant to be easy um and i and and i think that's great because i think there's there are there's those kind of games there's there's people out there for those games you know manny talks about liking to put it on the highest difficulty you know these kind of games are for guys that enjoy the the challenge of it now there's the other side of people that play games because they just want a stress-free they want to just play a game to take their mind off something else or and and for those i mean you've seen game modes where it's just more like it'll say oh more story driven you know i i've i've played games where i'm like you know what i don't really care for the challenge of it but i really want the story i really want it 
to know this story more. So uh, there's times where I'll look at it and I'll, I'll switch to the easier mode to get more of a story experience as opposed to something that's like, Oh, it's a challenge. Cause a lot of times, let's, you know, let's be honest here. A lot of times making things harder just makes the enemies a little bit. They either add more enemies or just make them make, give them, make them a bigger health. You know, and it's like, I mean, that's, that's boring. That's not making things. That's, that's silly. I'll play it on normal. If that's what they're, if that's all they're going to do, because that's not enhancing the game anyway. You know, you know, if you want to add a different boss, like you want to add something different, you know, then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I want to experience that. That would entice me more to play a harder mode than, you know, than another mode. But uh, I, th- I think like if they did, if, if they did this with a secure, I wouldn't mind it too much. Cause I've already started playing it on the difficulty that it's at. So I wouldn't change it. Cause I've already started. I'm not starting all the way over just to play it easier. I'm just not, you know, but uh, if they come out with an easier mode later on for those people that are, you know, they want to buy the game and just, and just play through the story real quick. Well, then that's, that's their dime. That's, and that's what they want to do. I don't have any problem with that. Everybody's got their own different, you know, some people like, uh, you know, side scrollers. Uh, some people like, you know, Tetris, you know what I mean? Everybody's got different tastes and, and, and different thresholds when it comes to their games and what they want. And, you know, sometimes like for me, like it, my threshold changes every game because I play so many different ones. So I'm looking to get something out of games from a, you know, different aspect. Now, did I get Sekiro because I knew it was going to be hard? Hell no, I did not. I got it because I, I, I love the concept. I love the way it looks. I love the way it plays. Uh, but it is very difficult. And and yeah, I mean, it's a tough game. And I'm not surprised that uh, that people are, are jumping up and down. Uh, even if they didn't have a disability that are just like, yo, man, I bought this game. I didn't realize it was going to be that hard, you know. And at this point, I just want to beat the darn thing and be done with it and never go back. Uh, I get that. You know, I know a lot of people were like that with Cuphead. Same thing. They bought they 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 bought Cuphead on the pretense that it was some like little little kitty game, like they were getting like a you know a, a, a Mario version with for Xbox, and then they got that game and realized real quick that that was not the kind of game that it was, and that it it can be very difficult at times, and uh, you know. And, and some people, yeah, I remember people uh, review bombing it because of just difficulty. Not anything, not, not, not that, oh, the, it's got this bug or, oh, it's, it's got a glitch or, oh, this problem. No, it was like, oh, this game sucks because it's hard, <laughs> you know? Right. So, and I don't agree with that. Like, I, I don't agree with that. You know, a game should be what the game is. And if that's what their intent was, I would like to see, you know, it's kind of like watching the director's cut of a movie, right? You know, you kind of want to see what the director had in mind, not just what they had to cut and leave on the floor before putting it out there. And I I feel like that with with games. So but if they if they add a you know, like I said, if they add an easier mode uh, later on down the line for for people that are just interested in playing through the story, not necessarily for the the difficulty of it, uh, you know, I I I can support that. Uh, But, you know, but for me. That because I've already started it at, at this point on this hard difficulty, which is not even the hardest, because um, you can amp it up. You can make this game harder. Like, you can, but, you, uh, with Sekiro, you can. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can actually within the game, game harder, or so. or is yeah. it like 
Like no, you can amp nothing, it up you, harder, you or go, the you, bell you have to hit. You have to go in and you have to go to and get to the bell and ring this bell. Okay. In order to make it harder, and then and at that point, that after you've rung the bell, there is something later on you can do to kind of tone it down if it ends up being too much. Now, currently, right now, my son, uh, for those who don't know, corrupt, uh, corrupt Gatorade has been playing it. He's rung the bell, okay, and he's been playing through it. Now he hasn't been he hasn't been chewing through it, but he's been playing it, and he gets a little further every time I talk to him. He's gotten a little further and a little further. Now, me on the other hand, uh. I've gotten to the point where I get a boss and I just go the other way and go a different direction in hopes that maybe I can just bypass <laughs> it because, because I, I have problems with just the mini bosses. Not, I haven't even faced, I, I've, I found out the other day, I haven't technically faced a main boss yet. I've just been fighting mini bosses. <laughs> oh, so I'm just like, yo, I'm like, yo, like, you know what I mean? I'm just like, geez. Okay. So this is not even a, a big deal. Like this guy's not a big deal. And they're like, no, no, man. Once you beat this guy, there's another guy that you got to fight. That's really hard. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like I've only spent like three weeks fighting this one guy and not getting anywhere. I can only imagine what's going to happen when I go further, you know, but I mean, that's the game though, you know, and that's the game and it's, it is a beautiful game. Um, it plays very well for something that's so hard. It's very similar to like Cuphead where it plays very well. Like the mistakes that happen aren't mistakes that are a problem the game has. It's a problem you have. So you have to get better. You know, it's not something that the game needs to fix. It's like, no, that's not some like weird Mega Man glitch where you, you know what I mean? Where you jump on the edge and there's not really an edge there type of thing. It's the game mechanics are clean it plays very well. It's just up to you to be able to get better at playing said game. And, uh, you know, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my take on it. Anyway. <clears throat> I think, uh, I think the, the like, I, again, I just want to like clarify my points. I know I can get a little, uh, you know, loud or whatever, but, uh, I, I, I think ultimately, right. That if a game developer wants the game to be difficult, then let it be difficult, right? Now, when it comes to accessibility, which I believe is is a is a different is a different topic altogether, right? Uh, so, it, it, when it comes to accessibility, yeah, there there might be some things that the game developer can 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 try and and think of or do, and and if you if you do, that's that's a good thing, right? But I don't when it comes to like mandating certain things, I, I, I really I really get wary of that, right? I really get wary of, of saying, Oh, you know, mandating anything for any reason, really, uh, on on a creative uh uh endeavor. Uh I get wary of. But but there's some people do from, from the get out and that's that's amazing. But when this game it's difficult, and that's the whole thing. And then people are trying to say, "Oh, well, it's too difficult." Well, it, maybe that game isn't for you. Then you know, it's it's geared for somebody who's who wants a difficult game, right? And to go out there and say, "Well, this it's just too difficult." You know, I don't like it being so difficult. Well, clearly, this game isn't wasn't really. You're not the target audience, right? Now, accessibility, though, yeah. There's the, and I again I love the work that is being done to for spe special specialized controllers uh, to make things easier right for people that really really need it and and to to make gaming and I mean we've seen several of these uh, commercials 
of the uh, for the Microsoft Accessibility Controller. And they're freaking heartwarming, man. They're freaking like tearjerker commercials where you see these people really experiencing games for the first time, being able to to to, to enjoy games in in a in a different way. Um, and it's it's awesome, you know. And those those things uh, are products that are being made to really equal uh, or level the playing field. And to, to open up these experiences for for people with, with disabilities, I think that's awesome. I really do, right? But still, this game is meant to be tough. And if you have you have a disability and you have a, a, a specialized controller or whatnot, um, then then that's good. You get to experience a tough a tough game. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think and I don't think it's right to say, well, you you're mandated to to make to make it easier if, if that wasn't your intent you know what i'm saying and and i'm lo- looking at this uh this dude that i like on youtube crip daddy right uh, on on twitter it's uh, at real young crip and right now he is i mean he's a disabled in- individual uh, and he's streaming uh uh sakuro like right now you can go and see his clips fighting bosses or whatnot and and he he was on the record of saying the the same thing when it came to this this topic saying yeah yeah it's a tough game and 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 some people might not be able to to do it but i i don't want it to be any easier you know if it's meant to be tough i'm gonna go ahead and 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 work my way through it you know and and the game developers should not be mandated uh i don't think it's it's a mandate i i just think that um well that's exactly what we're talking about well, I don't, I don't think it's, I, I don't, it, it, you know, there, there, there's people that are jumping up and down calling for an easier mode for this game, but that doesn't go for every game. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, because think, every game isn't game meant like to be this, tough. Right, right, right. And and that's the thing, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's still just supposed to be a game. Right. And I, and I don't think that it's, I, I don't think it's a problem if you add an easy mode on it because nobody's making you choose the easy path. You know what I'm saying? No, you know, whereas this game, it, it makes you choose the hard path regardless. And I guess right. that's, I guess right. that's where the crutch is right there. Right. You know, uh, so, I mean, you know, it, I, I don't think I, I don't I, I, you know, like I said, I've already started the game at this difficulty. So obviously I wouldn't want to go down after this because I'm not starting over in the way. Right. But, uh, you know. If you bought this game and you didn't know how difficult it was going to be, you know, maybe you played maybe you played Dark Souls and you had a pretty easy time with Dark Souls or, you know, it was difficult, but yet it was still something that you could do. And then, you know, you buy something like this and you're just like, holy cow, I didn't I didn't realize this is going to be this way. You know, I, I, I just spent 60 bucks on a game that I I, I just don't feel like I can play and, I, and I'm not going to. Like it's not enjoyable anymore, and I, I think that's what what happens is games that are this difficult when you you know you play it. Like I have to play it in small doses because after you know you get angry and you get mad, and, and that's not what games are for. It's not supposed to. It's not supposed to 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 drive you insane, you know. And I think that if uh, you know somebody does that and they get this game, and you know they're 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 out sixty bucks. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You've already burnt the money on it at this point. So now you're stuck with it. And it's like, but if you're at a point to where you're just like, man, I just can't do it. Like this, this isn't a game for me. Like you said, it's not a game for me. 
but it's too late now. You know, I'm already, I've already got it. I've already put too much time in. I can't return it now at this point, you know? And I, they've you sold know. really well. Jumping. Speaking about uh, the selling, like it, I, I forget what, what, it, what the number was, but it was impressive in the first, you know, couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, like I said, I, you know, I, I think people had more of a heads up on this game as opposed to like Cuphead. I think Cuphead really caught people by surprise because nobody really knew how difficult it was going to be. Like we saw the the images in the in the trailer and all that stuff, but there was no sense of like, oh, this is going to be hard, you know, until you got it, and then you're like, oh my, like, whoa, this is surprisingly difficult, right? You know, and and I, but I, so I, you know, it's for Sekiro, I don't, I don't think, I, I think people, I don't understand any word of this game, who who made this game, and and what their past projects have been, so they kind of had an idea, like, okay, this is going to probably be a little difficult, but you know, Dark Souls wasn't that bad, you know what I mean? And so, boom, they hit you with Sekiro in the mouth, and then you're like, holy, like, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> like, this is this is a monster, you know? And I, I believe, I, I want to say one of the Devil May Cries did this. Like, one of the Devil May Cries, that one year they came out with the game and everybody complained how easy it was. So the following year, they made one that was very difficult and everybody hated because it was just so darn crushing. difficult. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, you know, so it, it, I think in a case like this for Sekiro, I think, not you know not necessarily adding an easy mode but maybe as we go down the line later on them adding something in the settings to where you can make some adjustments to fit your play style better would be a better way of going about it well, there you go. that's the there bottom line that's the bottom line <laughs> that's the way it is <laughs> um okay so we uh we are again we just freaking uh the past two podcasts on the wire on the freaking wire um buddha is there anything that uh that we have that's new in the uh and the deals uh and or game pass like what what do we have going on okay super big news super big news okay pray it's coming to game pass right Yeet. now the golf club two right now yeah but on the 18th oh baby Monster Hunter World lands into Game Pass. Yeah, that's big news, man. Deal. That's big, big deal. Okay, that is a great game. Uh, you know, me and Manny had talked about it before. We feel like maybe Microsoft and Capcom got a good thing going because mm -hmm. there's a lot of games that are dropping into Game Pass that are from Capcom, and uh, it's a great thing. So Monster Hunter World will be arriving on the 18th, along with uh, The Walking Dead New Frontier. That'll be uh, that'll also be on the 18th. Uh, Life is Strange episode two. Or I mean, Life is Strange two episode two is going to be landing on the 24th. And speaking of Capcom and Resident Evil, Resident Evil five is going to be in uh, in Game Pass on the 25th. So really cool things. Uh, you know, we've said it over and over again. If you're not part of Game Pass, you're, you really you really ought to because it's just dropping hit after hit. Um, great games are are uh, are filling up that thing all the time every month uh as far as you know we've already talked about games of gold last podcast the playstation plus switch stuff um but um the sales right now if you're looking to pick up diablo 3 on the switch they got it on sale right now for up to 34 percent off crash bandicoot as well 40 percent off and if you haven't been on xbox and haven't seen the spring sale please go by there check it out 85 percent sale um uh, up to 85%. There's a ton of games on there. Uh, I myself picked up Soul Calibur 6 uh, for under $20. So 
lots of good deals on there to check out. Um, and uh, the new games for the week uh, coming up, uh, I believe the day after, I think uh, Tuesday, it's going to be uh, World War Z. I don't know if you guys have got a chance to check out that trailer, but if you like zombies and you like shooting zombies, <laughs> this one looks pretty interesting. So um going to keep my eye on this one. Uh, you know, let's see what my Microsoft awards uh, are looking like. I'm not Microsoft gonna... awards. I know. I got, to... I got to get on that train, man. He, he gets too many freaking games for, uh, for deep discounts and are free and jump yep, on that yep. train. Yep. So caliber six free 99. That's how much I paid for it. <sighs> nice. You freaking bum. <laughs> I got it. Oh, that's it. I'm going to, I'm going to get off. Oh, I'm going to, when we're done with the podcast, I'm going to do my right. <laughs> you going to start award. getting on there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, a daily yeah. thing. You got to do it a daily thing. You got to make it part of your daily ritual. All right. All right. We're going to make that happen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping in and hanging out. We got a, we got a skedaddle, man. I'm going to have a lot of editing to make sure it's, it's within that two hours. Uh, but we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for stopping in and hanging out. Uh, if, if you like what we're what we're doing, you wanna uh, and you want more of it, you can consider going to the Patreon, thehardcorecasuals.com/slash Patreon. Uh, be sure to, to give us a five star review. M- leave uh, your comments on iTunes. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, also, you can go to thehardcorecasuals.com. Check on the uh, the podcast section. Uh, leave comments there as well. And of course, the Discord, the hardcorecasuals.com slash Discord. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. We, we'd love, um, you know, g- uh, good, good constructive criticism, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we just love, we just love to, to hear from you. We love the conversation. Uh, and yeah, and yeah, we got a skedaddle, guys. So until next time, peace. Later. Excelsior, you mo's.